0: Business Class is brought to you by the Tourism Academy, harnessing the power of science, business psychology, and adult education to advance the tourism industry and build sustainable economies. Learn how to engage your community, win over stakeholders, and get more visitors at tourismacademy.org. Hello, everyone. Steve Ekstrom here, host of the Business Class podcast from the tourismacademy.org. Today's guest, Kyle Edmiston, Edmiston. Did I get that right, Kyle? You did. E d m i s t o n. It's Ed Miston. Ed Miston from Lake Charles, Louisiana, a beautiful part of the country. I can say, having been there myself. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh,
1: thank you so much. Dave. Glad to glad to join
0: you, and uh, thank you for stopping by and uh, seeing
1: our part of the the world. You know, our brand is Louisiana Louisiana's playground. So I hope you got to play a little bit while you were uh, coming through to see our beautiful part of Southwest Louisiana.
0: Well, you know, I, I have to say it is a really unique part of the country, and I think because it blends some of that Louisiana culture and the Texas charm, um, you're right in that little pocket there. It's a it's a sort of sweet spot, isn't it?
1: It, it, it is. In fact, it's a uh, uh, a little quick history. It's in a, uh, a part of land that was actually called no man's land because uh, back when uh, Texas was still a territory and before the United States expanded uh, beyond Louisiana, uh, there was a strip of land and it was uh, inhabited by, um, you know, farmers and uh, people who were up to no good. And so, um uh, uh, course that was quite a while ago but uh it is still a part of our our history and uh and how we became part of uh louisiana so
0: how does that history play out in the experience that visitors have today
1: well you know uh again part of that history was um you know with our connectivity to the waterways that there were a lot of pirates that actually used um the calcasieu river um and, and the Lake Charles area certainly before it was developed to uh, hide out. So they would be in the Gulf, in in some of the shipping channels. Would uh, would, would 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 hold up some of these ships and and and, and plunder them, and then bring the spoils of that uh, into our area. And so there's quite a a pirate history. Uh, we celebrate with the Louisiana Pirate Festival, but it's just also some uh, revelry and stories about the who used to hang out and and when they would come through
0: and that type of stories. So how did you come to be in Lake Charles?
1: Well, like I said, I was, uh, in my previous position, I was the state travel director for Louisiana. And so I had the opportunity to work with all of our destinations uh, across the state and uh, really came to appreciate uh, what Lake Charles had to offer. and And, you know, Lake Charles, uh, as the as our brand talks about, is a juxtaposition between uh, luxury and outdoors, and it really is a, a combination of those. We have uh, multiple uh, casino resort properties that have every amenity that you can imagine. You 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 don't feel like you're in the south at all. To uh, again, uh, creeks and rivers and bayous and swamp that you can kayak, you can boat, you can. Uh, paddleboard. You can hunt. You can fish, uh, and so you have all of that all within 15 minutes of the, the the city of center the the city center. And so that really was a huge draw because I just saw so much opportunity uh, for both leisure and meeting business
0: to to increase uh, if we kept moving in that direction. When did you know that you wanted to work in destination marketing? <laughs> well, that
1: goes back a while. So I was actually the alumni director for my alma mater at Louisiana Tech University, Ruston, Louisiana. When the chair chair of the board approached me and he said, uh, "You know, we've got a position open, and we think you would be a good fit." And I really didn't know that much about what CVBs did at that time. I had utilized them for uh, our trips that we did for the alumni association, both sports and academic trips, just for helping with arrangements, helping with hotels, you know, as group travel, I was kind of a group travel leader at that time and didn't really realize I was already in the tourism business before I actually got in the tourism business. And so I I started to do a little more research and started to talk to him and and, um and and left being the alumni director to go be the ceo at experience rustin for my hometown and uh and loved it from every minute uh, you know sometimes you get into something and you realize that you should have been there all along and it truly is where my my passion is and i've been very fortunate to to have been in tourism now for 17 years and so i've been at experience rustin the Louisiana Office of Tourism and then here at Visit Lake Charles. Who do you consider a mentor? Oh, that list is pretty long. Uh, you know, I had three people who really helped me a lot uh when uh when I first took the job in Ruston and that was uh Paul Arigo who is uh recently retired as the head of uh Visit Baton Rouge, uh Shelley Johnson who recently retired as the CEO of Visit Lake Charles, and who recruited me to take her place. And then Elena Cooper, who is a currently the CEO at uh, Monroe West Monroe CVB. And they they really gave me a, a, a foothold and, and, and knowledge into both leisure and the meetings business and how to run organizations and be people focused. And so I, I really got a, a, a lot from them. Uh, and then since then, uh, and I've and, and kind of been able to expand that on the, the national level. And uh, Todd Davidson, who uh, runs Travel Oregon, Chris Thompson, who's the CEO at uh, Brand USA, Don Welsh, who's the CEO at um, Destinations International, and William Pate, who's the CEO in uh, Atlanta. All four have been really helpful Uh, as we continue to strive to to do bigger and and, and more innovative things
0: here in uh, southwest Louisiana. So, what advice would you give to somebody that looks up to you?
1: Utilize all of the people in our industry. You know, the travel and tourism space uh, is made up of people who are more than willing to to share their experience, their expertise, and their knowledge uh, and if you will ask them, they will be happy to mentor you they will be happy to help you with certain situations uh, and unlike other industry where your competitor would not want to give you any inside information uh, our our uh, industry is not like that at all, and again they're willing to share. Uh, all of their secrets, all of their inside information uh, and try to make you a better uh, leader or a be- better tourism professional uh, while at the same time uh, competing with us for for business, competing for events and competing for clients. Uh, so it's, you know, utilize that source uh, a- as a real opportunity to learn and get better from all the people who've done it before you.
0: I think that's a great point in, in that. In my own experience, I have found that people in this industry want to help, um, and I think that you know we're surrounded by good people who um, given an opportunity are are really tremendous helpers. Uh, so I appreciate you pointing that out now where is a an opportunity that you think you can be helpful to more people? Well, you know
1: we have a, a quite a staff of of young, energetic Um, professionals in our office. And that's really where I have uh, tried to spend uh, the last uh, 12 to 18 months as we were coming back from uh, the pandemic and, uh, you know, some other weather related issues we had here in South Louisiana uh, to work with them and really help them in their careers. And, And like I said, you know, sometimes it's those outside your organization that you end up mentoring uh, but this time it happened to be my my own staff. And so uh, we have uh, you know had the the fortune to have you know people who are really good at what they do from social media, to public relations to uh, convention sales and um, and and digital media and and so I've spent uh, the vast majority of my time working with them uh, and not so much giving them insight into the day-to-day job responsibilities that they have because they're really good at that, but really uh, coaching them and working with them on how to position themselves. And again, to get further outside of our um, organization and outside of our destination uh, to reach for some of these other people who happen to be in the industry and utilize their experience and learn from them and try to put them in the right situations where they can uh, have a successful career.
0: I just asked one of the best questions I've ever come up with and I was on mute the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you can remember it, Stephen, ask it again and I'll, I'll see if I can give you the best answer that you thought of. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about a time when you realized that the mentorship you've provided made a big difference to someone
1: well actually it, it's 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 still paying itself uh forward so um when i was in uh ruston at the cbb one of my first hires was timothy bush a young man who actually introduced himself to me at a conference uh he was from the area had moved away was in the tourism space and was looking to get back to north louisiana and so um a few months later, I hired Timothy and he he joined me on the small staff we had in Ruston and we worked together uh, for a little over six years. And then I moved on to to my job and, and he continued to develop. And then over the course of time, we stayed in touch, we stayed in touch, and I started really spending more time being his mentor and his friend as we moved in, into our different circles and it kept coming back around and he took a job in Georgia, I helped him get a job back in Louisiana, he left Louisiana and went to Spartanburg, South Carolina and was running their uh, tourism industry in in Spartanburg and then in uh, February of this year I hired him as my chief marketing officer and it came full circle back around but spending the time with Timothy and helping him throughout his career early in my career uh, to me really showcased Uh, how important it was for me to give back to my staff and to then others uh, to mentor them and help them through this
0: process. So one of the things that comes with mentorship is teaching folks how to get through situations that are both joyful and those that are challenging. Uh, Share one way you take care of yourself when you're upset.
1: I actually have two ways, Stephen, depending on the weather, and and I'll I'll give you an explanation. So the two ways are I enjoy duck hunting and I enjoy golf. Well, I don't know that sometimes I enjoy golf, but <laughs> so when I am uh, frustrated during the, the the you know duck season only lasts from November to January, which is really good because that's really the three months of the year that are not good for golf, and golf is the other nine months. So I can either take out my frustrations on that little white ball and try to hit it, which again sometimes produces more frustrations than, than, than the frustration I bring from work, or uh, out in the field uh, with my friends, uh, getting to enjoy hunting, and, and, and of course part of that is shooting the ducks. And so those are the two places that I go to kind of break away from the from the the the, the pressures and stress of work. Uh, and then the the other thing that really on a day to day basis is uh, is at home. I mean, my wife and I have uh, we're empty nesters now. Both of our kids are in college, uh, and, and so uh, we've really created a space at the back of our house outside uh, with you know a, a, a television, a little sitting area, place to grill. Uh, and, and so if I can't play golf and I can't hunt ducks, then then sitting out there. Uh, And and, and the tranquil quietness really helps to center myself and be ready to go again the next day if it was a frustrating day the day before. You know, I I, I have always been a proponent, even before we really talked about work-life balance here more recently, that, you know, you needed to have your life priorities in the right order. Uh, For me, that was God first, family second, work third. And then anything after that fourth, whether it be, you, you know, your your friends, your fun, other activities. But those, those first three are really a huge part of what you do every day. And, and, and as you saw from that list, family in front of work. Uh, and I think what we've done with work balance and work-life balance is uh, gone back to a time where we had to figure out how that looked uh, as we, you know. Technology is a wonderful thing, but the the issue with technology is it increased the connectivity of people to work. And so, when uh, you know, when you think about twenty years ago, someone would send you an email, which was all new at that time. Um, they did they 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 weren't necessarily expecting an answer within thirty seconds, uh, but now with Uh, Again, mobile phones and really mobile computers is what they are. Uh, Text messaging, instant messaging, social media, all of the different connectivities that we have. They're they're very useful, but they also tend to bleed over now into your personal time. And so, you know, if someone if you were off during regular work hours and someone sent you an email again many years ago, you 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 had the out of office they got that they understood that and then they uh and then you responded when you got back to the office and you checked that that email uh now you they get the out of office and they then immediately text you because apparently the question they have is so important that it has to come immediately and so i think <laughs> with my view on work life balance is we you know we've really rediscovered and, and i think we were moving in that direction And I think COVID just solidified it for all of us that, you know, there's a time and place to work hard and to spend uh, hours doing what you're passionate about and drive business for your destination and really push forward the organizations that we're in and lead. But there's also a time that you have to set aside and you have to create that for family, for friends, for travel, for uh, tranquility. For, for whatever the passions that you have are outside of work. And I think from what we've seen through studies, if you can do both of those, the people who do them well are far more productive and far better than those that tend to just be all on one side or the other of the, of the work and the life.
0: How does what you do for work bleed into your own travel experiences?
1: Well, fortunately, being in the position that, that 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 I'm in, I get to travel to a lot of really interesting places. Unfortunately, sometimes when I go to these interesting places, I don't get to explore because, as you well know, Stephen, from being in the business, uh, you're you're tied up doing the work that you were sent there to do, and you don't necessarily get to explore. But what it all what it's allowed me to do is to to see some places, maybe get just a snippet of that destination. And go, hey, this is really a place I'd like to take my whole family. Or this is a place I'd really like my wife and I to go back to at some point. And so then we kind of put it on our list and end up going back uh, and 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 using our personal time uh, to spend there. But I got the taste of it by going there on business. And so, that, you know, that's very, very fortunate. I, I, I think the other part is... You can't truly be in the travel and tourism space if you don't enjoy being a traveler. Uh, you know we encourage uh, all of our staff to really get out and travel whether it's travel the state of Louisiana and go do some of the cool things that we have uh, in our different destinations around Louisiana or whether it's to travel internationally and go to uh, go to Europe, go to Italy, go to Germany, you know uh, France is, is certainly popular because of, of the French history that we have here in Louisiana. But we we believe uh, strongly that you, uh, you have to enjoy and have a passion for travel to be really good at the travel business.
0: I'd agree with that. And visiting places and learning that you want to go back and experience them differently or better or more in depth uh, has been a real factor in my own travel experience. So I, I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, as we start to wrap up, how would you like people to describe you? Wow, that, that,
1: that is a first. How I, would I like people to describe me? I think that if 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 I were to want a description of myself, it would be that people think of me as uh, someone who uh, is uh, friendly and that they like to be around as well as someone who that they respect for uh the passion I have and the job that I do for visit Lake Charles.
0: And how would you like your family members to describe you? Just the first half of that. <laughs> you
1: know, I I would I would say that the the same thing. I, I, I will you know you want to I want to be a uh uh what I would call a good person whether I'm at work or I'm at home. And, and you know, and that means being, uh, again, responsible, friendly, uh, humble, understanding, uh, all of those characteristics. And I would hope my family saw that as well as those that I work with do as
0: well. Any parting advice for people who may be considering a job in tourism or just getting started in tourism?
1: Well, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, you know, right now in 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 travel and tourism, uh, workforce is certainly an issue. Um uh, and, and and there's a, a, a tremendous amount of opportunity, whether you're in destination marketing and in management organizations like Visit Lake Charles, whether you're in the hotel industry, the restaurant industry. Um, you know, again, my my word of advice would be if you enjoy travel, then you're going to have a passion for travel and you will do very well in this industry. And there's not a better time, probably in the last 25 years to get involved because of all the changes going on, all the positivity going on, uh, the recognition that the travel industry is getting uh, and the fact that there's a lot of opportunity out there. So, uh, you know, make a phone call, uh, you know, check with uh, some of the websites like indeed and others. but just get on board and give it a try. I think once you get in, you'll find that you love it and then
0: it becomes a part of what you are. And now a chance for a shameless plug. If folks would like to learn more or plan a visit to Lake Charles, how would they go about doing so? Uh, The the
1: easiest way to, uh, to find out information is our website, www.visitlakecharles.org. Um, also, uh, you know, With today's advent of social media, following us on any of our social uh, platforms, Uh, we are constantly out there on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, LinkedIn. I'm sure I'm missing some more, but social media is, is, is another way that you can follow all that's going on with Visit Lake Charles.
0: And I'll give you one more plug. Louisiana's Playground is a new podcast that you and your team have launched recently. Uh, so it's, it's been a fun listen, so you get a plug from me. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Uh,
1: we've, we've got two, two of our, our young, talented folks that I mentioned are uh, are doing that, and uh, they've had two episodes so far and are looking forward to doing
0: many more, and, and they have a lot of fun with it. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining me here in business class. I appreciate you. Thanks so much, Stephen.